What's up? Oh, nothing. How was your day today? My day was good. I think I might do this entire podcast without coughing. Oh, that's wonderful, Joseph. You're feeling I finally better feel better. Oh, that's wonderful In to hear. Three months. Well, I was a little worried, you know, with the with the COVID. With the cove. Yeah, I was a little worried, but you got tested and you said it wasn't your doctor. What said? Stop coming. You're just sick. Go home. He said, "Remember, other diseases exist just because <laughs> just it's, it's okay." Well, thank goodness that you were just really sick with bronchitis. I was really sick with an awful thing that made me cough. All awful, time. awful sick bronchitis. Um, should we start? What are we doing? What episode? Tell tell everyone in our audience what you did today or what you did yesterday when we went to watch the episode. I started watching the wrong episode and we happened for the first time to ever be doing our notes at the same time. And you commented in the document, are you watching the right episode? Talk about a pig. You were talking about a pig. I was like, what? You're like, what? No, Sarah. So thank God at something with the Amazon prime, like streaming messed me up and I was watching the wrong, thank God you caught it. You caught me first scene, not even the full full first scene, excuse me. Your whole life, I've been just behind you, telling you what (sighs) you've been doing wrong. Why don't you welcome people to the show, Sarah? Do your job. Oh my God. Welcome to the sibling sit down where brother and sister talk about the beloved New Jersey mafia hit TV show, The Sopranos. I'm Sarah Stefanelli. And I'm Joe Stefanelli. We're going to be taking you through The Sopranos one episode at a time, one podcast episode at a time. Today we'll be discussing season one, episode seven, Down Neck. If you have not watched the episode, please stop listening, go watch it and come back. And as a reminder, we will not give away any spoilers past this episode. Mm-hmm. Joseph, in this, in really this... quick though. No, before you what? do your summary, what the heck does down neck mean you really you mean what is referred down neck refers to the area where um the area of nork where uh um d- uh, tony grew up i never heard that before yeah um, it, okay, I, that makes I, sense. I, <laughs> please listeners i i we probably should have researched this before so i apologize but I, it is something to do with almost like it looks like the neck of new jersey Something about the river, and it looks like there's something. There's a story there. Dad would know. We got to ask Dad. We have. So he really should be the person. He should really host this podcast. We're just. He really should. He should just do this. All right, go ahead. Read well, your. Did you read this? You you wrote this. Do I have to oh, ask that anymore? No, I don't. I just write them. I don't. Okay, I don't go. look up anything. Go, go. Uh, speaking of fathers big father Uh episode Uh in this seemingly aj centered episode tony worries that his bad habits and quote trouble following rules and weighing consequences end quote may be rubbing off on his son through the first of a series uh i'm sorry through the first of the series flashbacks to tony's childhood we dig deeper into tony's upbringing in newark new jersey we also finally meet johnny boy soprano this episode aired on February 21st, 1999. Joseph, I had to make a grammar correction in this for you, and I just caught another one. What I do? AJ-centered episode should be hyphenated. It is. Because I, I fixed it. And oh. through the series flashback, it should have an apostrophe at the end. You must. 
Can I mention that our our viewers do not see our notes? You, They're notes. You don't I'm hold typing this as I'm watching. You don't hold yourself to a standard of grammar when you're writing a blurb. Not if it's not being published. I don't know, Joseph. I'm going to continue. Oh my god! I don't know. Oh, okay. our, our wonderful producer informs us it was the neck of the Passaic River. Okay. Down neck also, by the way, and we'll talk about this in, in symbolism, but it also refers to the fact that Tony and AJ are constantly putting things down their throat, down their neck. Like what? Well, let's let's get into the, let's not jump oh ahead. All right. We well, what's your, what's your favorite scene? Let's start there. The first scene. The first scene, but really the really? whole, the whole, Sorry, not the first scene. I guess well the scene with them drinking, but that whole arc with the psychiatrist is mm -hmm. my is my favorite. I mean, it's as as a teacher, it was just very familiar to me. But I also love like the I love the scene where he's testing AJ. I love the scene where Carmela and Tony tell him off and yeah. what constitute <laughs> yeah. a fidget. That whole arc, uh, the the whole thing was my favorite part of the show. The oh. flashbacks are great, but they're they're not my. They're not so, definitely not my favorite part. Of the I have questions about the psychiatrist in school, though. So let's start with why he's in at the psychiatrist. So he he steals wine from church and gets drunk at school as a thirteen year old kid. Um, like, have you ever caught a student doing something like that? Have well, you I don't ever teach in a Catholic school. There's no wine at. Well, I have something here though because. The, we've they've never suggested they go to a catholic school and then all of a sudden in this episode he's stealing from the church and then the school's involved i'm like wait a second this is yeah verbi well no th there are a couple episodes where we deal with priests as being the principal what i find interesting and i think you brought it up or maybe dad did when i was talking to him is we never see meadow or aj ever wear school uniforms but and, no and that's exactly why i assumed they did not go to a catholic school in new jersey you absolutely wear uniforms to catholic school i, yeah. I don't know any catholic schools that don't do uniforms but not even like oh wear a polo or a button down with slacks private right. school aj's in those ugly awful giant t-shirt clothes in the episode where he's gonna like fight the kid and then doesn't right right yeah it, like, it's, it's just so strange to me they did they were in gym uniforms but that i think is normal for even a public school no uh not necessarily but no? usually okay. kids wear the gear no i i agree with you it is it's in verbum day is not a real school in fact do you know where the scenes in his school are filmed I the don't. majority of them i don't harrison high Oh, cool. which is the high school our mother would have gone would to, have gone to yeah. had she gone to public school yeah interesting yeah. That, that it, but so right away i was confused like this doesn't really match up with them getting the wine and they don't go to a catholic school but i guess they we've established they do go to a catholic they do school. A, a fictional catholic school i guess in the okay. fictional catholic school they don't require uniforms that's a miss i that's agree it's a big miss there um so so my favorite scene um when they, I, I do like when they go back in time and I think it's more for a personal reason than for a, the show. Um, you know, our father is five years older than Tony Soprano. So Tony Soprano was born in 1959. Um, our father was born in 1954. Which I'm sure he's thrilled you're announcing that to the world. Why? He should be proud. Um, and he, our father also grew up in Newark. So it, I think it was just fun seeing the furniture and the clothes and 
it just made me think of our parents in an era where we obviously did not know them um, and how their lives could have been like. It was just fun for me to see. I agree. And I've talked to dad in the past, not recently, about these episodes. And he, he said they're pretty accurate. Like it, it did have a good feel to it. And also, by the way, it's worth noting that this episode is the first glimpse we get into what's going to be the prequel, yes. which is now set for a September release. But I'm very curious because so let's do some math and let's do math here and I'm doing this on the fly. Okay. So you said he's born in 1959. That kid is nine years old. So let's nine see. or 10. They said in the episode. Okay. So Tony goes always oh, like nine or 10. <laughs> so when were the Newark riots? 1968 and 69. Okay. Well then if the, but the movie apparently has him at a, as a teenager. So that's, during during the newark riots interesting yeah that's not right so that's not right um i hate it already and i didn't even watch it yet (laughs) well no (laughs) that's a big hiccup oh i'm definitely gonna watch it but i could be wrong maybe it's not during the newark riots or maybe he is going to be a kid and maybe it's the reaction to i don't know i don't know but trust me i'll be watching it the moment the i I might second i mean if if it comes out at midnight i'll be watching it 1201 not not midnight and 30 seconds whatever whenever hbo can i can click play okay what's your favorite quote for this one when johnny boy says to livia in the past blah 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 don't you ever get tired of yourself (laughs) i also like the look she gives him when he says they're great the two of them i think we learn so much about livia well Mm -hmm. you know what no i take that back we don't learn about her we see that she started being the way she was or she always was like that you're like okay you yeah, were yeah. like this as a young woman too i like this actress eventually later in the series as they go into flashbacks it, it's a different woman and i don't like the second woman as much oh interesting this I, woman i, I think I really nailed nancy marchand's cadence and her yeah the, her the way she says things and the way they interact with each other it's just very very you really learn about tony i think by watching Mm -hmm. it um i I have a follow-up and it's also about livia and it's when tony says to her if you were born after a dem feminist you would have been a real the real gangster i thought that was a really interesting line yes i agree my yours are about livia mine too are are by livia (laughs) Um, i love when she says first of all she has a moment with the woman who who talk, comes to talk to them? She's much friendlier than she was to the last. She's getting better with the She's people. getting better at Green mm-hmm. Grove, but when she she says to Tony after being very friendly to this woman, um, she had a stroke. Now half her brain's gone. That oh no, it wasn't Tony. It was AJ. AJ. Yeah. Um, that's a great <laughs> line. And then right in the same scene, when when she, I mean, the big moment we finally get her to find out he's in, in a, oh, seeing a psychiatrist, and. She keeps repeating it, but then she goes, that, that's, that, that's nothing but a racket for the juice. I mean. You know, the lines are good, but uh, they're not that good. It's the way she says them. Oh my God. She just, she gets it every time. She oh. just, she's, she's beautiful. She... So, But what I is... will bring up though, that if I remember correctly, Tony does say, he said she because Melfi asks him in an earlier episode, why did you choose me? And he mentions because I chose the Paisan, but I think he 
maybe I'm maybe I'm making it up, but I think he says something like the other two were Jews. Yeah, he does. He does, you know, so so it's not the first time we've made that generalization that oh yeah, no, this absolutely. is a racket yeah. for the Jews. It's not normal. I mean, it's not uh uncommon, I don't right. think, at this point. Um, so I want to start with my theme of the episode. Okay. Okay. I think the theme of the episode is that we all become our parents and we can't stop it. And we also can't stop our kids from becoming us. Okay. Mine was kind of similar. uh, Mine was better. So I think Tony, (laughs) Tony says that, you know, he was born into this. Um, And Melfi debates that there, you know, is there not free will? And I'm going to, I'm with Tony on this one. I think it's really difficult to get away from what you were born into, especially Tony's situation. If you're born into that world, you kind of like, once you know about it, you're not, obviously not allowed to leave. And I, I think, um, yeah, Melfi was wrong in this one. So he can't get away from becoming his father. And I, I mean, maybe he's obviously he's nervous that AJ is going to be influenced by him one day. And we see at the end of the episode, that they're when they're eating the ice cream together and, and eating the whipped cream, like they're the same person. You mean down it, their neck? Yes, down their neck. Yes, the whipped cream, the whipped down, cream his down his neck. Yes. Um, it, it's just AJ's becoming him. He can't help it, right? They're they're the same. The same. Um, there's also the parallel of AJ going to the psychiatrist, like Tony goes. Um, Tony obviously became his gangster dad. And then AJ's realizing Tony's in the mafia and we see the, the, in parallel, Tony remembering when his dad, when he realized his dad was in the mafia, when he saw him being arrested. So I think there was just a lot of parallels, maybe, maybe not even parents becoming their, uh, I'm sorry, their parents becoming their parents and kids becoming, you know what I'm trying to say. I think maybe it's fathers and Should we rehearse this podcast before (laughs) we go or? I had a glass of wine. Um, I think it's maybe even fathers and sons, particularly. Well, that's where I would disagree with you because I mean, because my my theme that I had is similar to yours. I said it's about the sins of our parents and how we suffer for them. But I think in a way, the way we suffer by becoming them, we we suffer by being forced into a life that perhaps we don't want. Okay. Um, but I think. I think the mother, I don't, I don't know if this episode is only about fathers and sons. I mean, because you said it yourself, Livy is such a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when I was thinking about the sins, I mean, it, it, Tony immediately blames himself. I think this is a great moment by Gandolfini for Anthony's issues. You know, he hears the, the psychiatrist say that Anthony has a hard time following rules and dealing consequences. You can see the look on Tony's face. Mm-hmm. He, he immediately blames himself. But the moment that he hears about ADD, it's almost like he and Carmela are relieved because now they have an excuse. No, it's not us. He he has a disease. You know, it's not would you hit a parenting. guy with polio? Yeah. Would you hit oh a guy with polio? Which was a great line, by the way. Would you hit someone with polio? Oh um, and then they're really fought in this, the, the scene later. They're disappointed that he only has five symptoms because He's now saying- they can't blame it on him, on, on ADD. I don't know if I read it that way because, and only because by the end of that episode, they stand up and, and Tony says, you know what, like this fidgeting, pretty much like this is bullshit. My kid's just a kid, which 
you know what? But, but yeah, but that's another excuse. So if we can't blame it on ADD, well, then we're just going to blame it on boys will be boys, which literally Junior says. Yeah. Like, right. it, it, to me, it's just about excuses. We It can't be us. We're not going to blame ourselves. We're going to blame. I must say, I do like Carmela at the end of that scene. You know, you know, frankly, I agree with him. Or I think he's right. Whatever she says. It's, well, that's it's so the irony of the, of the scene is I think a lot of people watch that scene and applaud Tony because we all want to say that too to the person diagnosing a kid immediately with ADD and you know boys will be boys you know what's a fidget like what what are all these little terms let a kid be a kid like a kid screwed up and I think Tony's little rant is correct but what what you don't see is the subtext of it it doesn't come from a side of him being right as a parent it's coming from well thank god I can blame it on something else yeah but that doesn't mean we don't applaud it I mean I think I love when he speaks that and you're right when Carmela backs him up you're like yeah good for you yeah um so you know I always say Junior is kind of the father figure that's because he's still alive but the older generation the fact that they think it's no big deal it's I get that subtle hint of 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 them going see what we dealt with now (laughs) you're dealing with it like it's a punishment we're passing this down to you especially at the dinner scene where he's you know what you did you stole a car blah 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 right you know you know it's punishment you get you get this because you you made us suffer (laughs) um again like you said tony is in therapy so is aj um the the song white rabbit which appears twice yeah i must admit i think that song's a little bit too on the nose white rabbit It's It's a a great song, song, but I just, I don't know. But it refers to, you know, mother's pill, not doing anything at all. Like, you know, the the mother's passing it down. Mm. Um, I think the destruction of the amusement park fits that theme because it was a happy place. And now it's become this, I mean, a guy gets shot. I mean, a guy gets, and and I assume killed the guy get, because there's one guy that like really gets shot and falls back. Like I don't know if, I don't know if, they ever really confirm it one way or the other. No, I guess I just always assume it. Um, and then finally, the confrontation, which is a great one, where had li- mm-hmm. had Olivia let Johnny go to Nevada, Tony's whole life could have been different. But he almost says like he he seems upset at her because maybe he would not have been in the mafia. He it's the first been a furniture when- salesman. Patio, patio furniture. Oh, I'm sorry, patio, patio furniture. But it's the first time we get a glimpse of Tony regretting or having resentment about his life when usually we we diagnose tony with this love of violence you know we said in the first episode the only time he smiles is when he's going after the guy in the car but yet he really seems to be like mom i could have had a regular life and you you destroyed it and made me a criminal he does the smile thing again when he's telling melfi the story of when he saw his dad beat up the guy yeah. Not at not and he smiles. Oh, it's it's like a creepy thing that he does. <laughs> yeah. Um, so symbolism of the episode. Uh you want to go back and forth? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I, I think in the opening, the very first thing you see is Saint a statue of Saint Jude. Yeah. And AJ's about to betray the church, his parents, his school, and he steals the wine from church to get drunk. And someone does say, is this like sacrilege or something? And then one kid does say it's not until it's blessed wine. And he's right. Yes. It's yes, just it is. wine until it's 
consecrated. It's still so. a crime. You're stealing, but yes. It, right, it's but not. it's not like <laughs> you're not. Well, didn't you used Jesus to eat the blood. wafers? I did. So we allowed to say I, that? Yeah, when I was an altar server, it was it was okay that we did this, but sometimes like you go you go do nine o'clock mass, you go, it's 25 minutes, you go back to class and you have a little host for snacks in your tilt pocket. Well, they weren't enjoyable. At least wine is enjoyable. Now, you never want another one in church? No. You never want to get back in line? No. <laughs> to get, you're to verging get. on sacrilege. No, because mine were unblessed. That's what I'm, I'm saying. It was, it was just, it was just Okay, okay. Go. Um, What's why your, the significance of St. Jude, though? Come on, Which Catholic Betrayal. I just said it. Because it, AJ's about to betray. Isn't yeah, but saint why saint jude saint jude's not the patron saint of betrayal isn't isn't saint okay oh i feel stupid i'm really nervous and i'm about to say it's in front of a bunch of people isn't saint jude judas no <laughs> damn it <laughs> i thought saint jude was judas no oh my god you think they made him a saint yeah no he saint is a saint jude is the patron saint of children that's why saint jude's hospital hold on what our producer has oh he says jude is clearly distinguished from judas yes of course wow i grew up my whole life thinking and you were the altar server oh god unbelievable well, well let anyway, me talk about why saint, but why saint jude then tell me because he's the patron saint of children and he's watching the children commit sins are you making up that he's the patron saint of no. children though i thought they were the same person i thought no come on isn't judas the patron saint of lost causes seriously he is a saint don't give me that at least i think he is are we really patron patrons Saint Jude is venerated as the patron saint of lost causes. Hold on. So Saint Jude, not Judas, is the patron saint of you could see how I was confused. He so Saint Jude is not the patron saint of children. He's this patron saint of lost causes, which I would think was Judas. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So that means we're <laughs> yeah. really going off base. Yeah, we're really, but I'm here. really concerned. So you're telling me that St. Jude's Hospital is named after the patron saint of lost I causes? I think that's what I'm saying. And yes. That's kind of awful. That's awful, actually. Now that, yeah, that's awful. I've they donated should... a good amount of money to that hospital. That's so wonderful now. that you've done that, but that it's poorly named poorly named. No, we're going to have to do research and do recon next episode because I, no, that can't. <laughs> Okay, but do you understand why I was confused now? Because I mean, I... you're an idiot, but that's beside the point. <laughs> okay, Let's talk about the very interesting parallel between Christopher and AJ in this episode, um, which I think is the biggest thing is symbolism. Mm -hmm. um, first thing we see Tony call him, like he calls him the boy, mm -hmm. um, which is something you'd call your son. Um, AJ's drinking starts the trouble in this whole episode, and we know that um, that's... Maybe it's a little bit cannoli here, but drinking is definitely going to be an issue with Chris. Mm -hmm. Kind of already is, but it's going to get worse. Mm -hmm. um, AJ, um, I'm sorry, Christopher, Christopher steals, steals the, the watches, watches, which Tony thinks is stupid. You could have gotten caught, which is exactly what AJ does. He does something stupid. Um, I thought also 
well, this isn't really this isn't really a parallel with Christopher, but I thought that I really liked the moment where a, uh, Tony's changing the tire. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really great. This has nothing to do with Christopher, but I could see. I almost wish they did it. I could see Tony and Johnny Boy having that exact same scene. Right. But yeah. maybe if they did it, I would say that was heavy-handed. I don't know. I think you would. I really I do would. think you would. Um, and yeah, it's a very old school scene. And he even says, like, we change our own tires, you know, watch and learn. Yeah. Which is good. And it's but, also- but, but maybe, but maybe I get, because I kind of put this under the Christopher thing, even though it has nothing to do with Christopher. But I, I know deep down Christopher would never change his own tire either. No. Like, so I, I guess I think that's because I put that in the notes under the Christopher thing and I, I don't know why, but probably because in my mind, I thought Christopher would never do this either. I also think though, so the whole episode, we're worried about Tony giving AJ bad things, like not listening to authority and bad behavior and not paying attention in school where he's literally passing down a good skill to AJ at one point. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's not all the, just the bad things we pass on to our kids, but good things too, you know? Yeah, but I'm going to, but, but AJ is never going to change a tire. Why? Ever, ever. AJ's never going to change. It is just never going to happen. Joseph, have you ever changed a tire? No. No, never? I would have called AAA. No. Christian, also, you've changed a tire. I watched I also you don't know if I've ever been in a situation where I had to. Well, that's good. Knock on wood. Yeah, knock on wood. That's good. Okay. Um, all right. I don't know if this is really symbolism, but it is always baseball with Uncle Junior. Mm-hmm. And then he says to Tony when they're both visiting Livia, let's let's catch a ball game. So last episode, we established mm-hmm. that they went to a Little League game with no reason. It was kind of like, we think it's just to talk in a safe place. Did he mean catch up with Tony, you know, as his nephew, you know, I'm your uncle, let's catch a ball game. Or are they talking like we have to catch up because of business? And I couldn't quite read what they meant. So I thought that was I think interesting. I think you're watching two bullshit artists talk in front Suck of Livia. <laughs> talk in front of Livia when they both. Tell Livia was, everything. Yeah, but they're pretending they don't. Mm. Because I will say. In the last episode, I commented on how the actors did a really good job of pretending to act. And I think in this episode, Junior and Tony are really bad at it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But it's either that or the two actors had a bad scene, but I don't believe that's what it is. No. I think they it was they were overdoing it for Livia's benefit. Jane, listen, James doesn't have bad scenes. No, he really serious. doesn't. He really Dominic. doesn't. But so, but there's a style of that scene that tells me that we're both pretending just to be nephews because, you know, you can't talk to Livia when the irony is they're both going to talk to Livia separately. Yep, absolutely. All right, what do you got? Meadow, um, I always say is the guardian angel and I I, I will keep continuing make that argument as episodes will go on. But in this episode, AJ is very much established as the devil. (laughs) um i mean this is the this is not the only time he's going to tell livia something out of some stupid naivete innocence of of oh yeah he goes she just want to slap him and then she's going no he doesn't he goes yes he does and it's just them going back and forth and they're both just so childlike you just want to like slap them it is 
that exchange is very interesting. And also, you know, as a side note, I think um, the actor who plays AJ does a really, you know, really good job of keeping up with Nancy Marshall. Yeah. Oh, we've already said, I mean, the two kids are just. He's really good. Just as good as everyone else. They're very good. Um, I didn't really have any more symbolism. So I know that you have more. So just go for it. Oh, okay. Um, Janice, and I mean, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk about that soon, but Janice and Tony are watching the Rascals Mm -hmm. on Ed Sullivan. And the whole episode is about Rascals. It's about the kids acting like rascals and doing like, ooh, boys will be boys things. I thought that was a cute little. A cute now little the symbol. rascals, the band, not the little rascals. Not the little rascals, <laughs> which also would have been cute if they were cute, watching yeah. the little rascals, but yeah. they're watching the band. Is but that I will... the right time period? Was the little rascals on in 1968? Um, I mean, they would have been watching some older episodes, but sure. Right? I mean, they, because it wasn't yeah, the little they... rascals like the 50s. Yeah, yeah. They But they would have watched it. Um, it's also worth noting that David Chase is a huge fan of the Rascals. Um, hmm. In fact, um, I heard a story once that I don't know where, but I heard a story that that's where he met Stephen Van Zant when Stephen Van Zant presented the Rascals with Stop. their induction of, to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So How that cute. might be a little like happy accident or like a nice little nod to Stephen Van Zant, who makes like a cameo in this episode. Um, but a good one. Um, Rocco Wait, praising. There's no one in this episode. AIDS on this episode again. Paulie doesn't make an appearance. Like, where are my favorite humans? And they come they in not? season two. The audience Ugh. begged for them. They come in season two. Don't because worry they're that. perfect. Um, Rocco praising Johnny Soprano to me symbolizes two different things. Um, kind of this godfatherness. It's just business. Mm-hmm. And two, that's that's parenting. Like they hurt us. They disappoint us but we're still going to love them and praise them to, to Rocco. Johnny's like a parent. Um, and then I meant, I, I alluded to this before, but I mean, down neck also refers to, there's a lot of eating in this. I mean, AJ drinking the wine, Tony taking his Prozac, them ending with the whipped cream going down their throat. There's just a lot of, um, and even white rabbit is about, all the things you take some makes you big mm. some makes you small yeah ask okay. out Al- you'll go ask alice it's it's interesting it's very okay. interesting the idea of what down neck down neck is one of maybe one of my most clever titles so far i okay i also just the kids you just said aj drinking the wine that's what made me think of this the kids throwing up on the gym floor is just one of the greatest things i've ever seen <laughs> And it's not AJ, it's his friend. So we get to I do like, like that see, it's not AJ. And we just get to see AJ's reaction. Yeah. Like, it's just funny. I agree. All right, who's your most valuable Goomba? Uh, my most valuable Goomba is, is AJ. Is AJ. I got to give AJ props uh, for this episode. Uh, um, he, I mean, listen, Tony needed this breakthrough in therapy and AJ got him to it. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the award to AJ. I think he wins the whole episode. I think he's really good in this episode. And I think it, it's it's a character that I'll be honest with you, later in this series is not my favorite, be, but not be, because he's a he's an idiot. He's an asshole. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's, he's not a very lovable character. It's but not, I think like, it's not his he's fault. still cute. I like him. Um, you, you're right. And, and he does do a big 
hiccup where he when Livia now knows that Tony goes to a psychiatrist. Right. I mean, so it, it is a big thing. The rest of the season up for. Do you think? So you said breakthrough in uh, therapy with Tony. Do you think Melfi was like, why the fuck are you just telling me this about your dad that he was in jail and that? You saw him and you like, like, why is this only coming up now? This whole story. Uh, if I was no. Melfi, I'd go, you know what? Fuck off. You should have told me this day one. No, I disagree. I think, I do think that Tony is, is, has a repressed memory. I don't think he's hiding anything from her. I think already by now he's really, he trusts her. There are certain things he can't tell her for legal reasons and he still tries to avoid it. But really, I mean, he, I mean, he told what Johnny Boy Soprano did for a living. Listen, I don't, I don't think it's a trust thing. I don't think he's hiding anything from her. I I think it's just like when we were talking about your mom this whole time, you never thought like, oh, my dad kind of fucked me up too. Like you never thought to bring that up. It just kind of. Tony doesn't, but Tony doesn't think being in the mafia is fucked up. Tony's issue personally is he's having panic attacks. His father didn't cause panic attacks. Well, yeah, without well, going too far, we, we don't know. Yeah. We learn more about Johnny Boy Soprano as the series goes on. I mean, that's to be expected. But mm-hmm. right now he thinks Livia is his issue. Yeah. So. so I gave my most valuable Goomba to Tony. Is this the first time we've one of us have given it to Tony? We both gave it to him in the, fir- the pilot. Well, okay. Right. So I, I was hesitant. Christopher. I didn't give it to Christopher in the pilot. I don't think so. Yeah, I did because he shot Emil. Um, I don't think I've ever given it to Tony. I gave it to Tony and I was hesitant because it's hard. You know, Tony's obviously a, a, a valuable Goomba in every episode. Um, but we get so much out of him with his memories um it it just it's just fascinating to see him as a kid and how Janice was with him and it was our first time really understanding that relationship and the fact that it's it's introduced to us when they're children is so interesting so when we you know sorry I mean it's not really a spoiler but we meet Janice eventually and it's just so interesting because you have that memory of her being like you were a bitch when you were like 14 or however old she is in that scene 12 like i don't i don't know it was just kind of whatever um should we have the janice conversation right now no okay well, let's wait till we meet her what is the janice conversation? i mean about that actress and the fact that she introduced oh, the yes, character and not i mean i wrote down in the notes christian go go to another uh give it go to anything else <laughs> or no go to cannolis um i think this is where i meant i know i wrote down something the actress's name oh yeah no that's it or anything our cannolis um but this young lady named madeline or madeline blue who i still i've looked this up for years i don't think aida totoro was cast yet Okay. From what I understand, she wasn't cast till between seasons one and two. Okay. So did they cast her based on this two-minute scene with this actress? Because 
that it's girl perfect. is perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. As the young Aida Totoro. So now I'm wondering, like, did Aida Totoro watch this young lady in that two minutes and base her whole character on her? Because if that's Madeline Blue is a really like is responsible for a huge part of this yeah. show. If that's um, true. It, it's a very interesting. Yes, I, I, it is a very interesting thing to, th to think about. It reminds me of when I was cast as Baby Louise and I looked exactly oh like God. that girl, remember? Yes, but they cast her first. Like that's Who what says? I'm saying. Like Who how says? did they cast this girl? <laughs> and then she grows up to be, that's exactly what I think yeah. Madeline Blue will grow up to be. And I just, <laughs> I just- Oh, I, I, hope, I hope not acting what like What show her? has the balls? to do a flashback of a character first. This show, because it's amazing. Insane. That's it, amazing. That girl is such a talented actress. Or maybe she's not, I don't know. <laughs> but whatever she did, Aida went, all right. I, Can I, I talk about Tony being my Valley Boomba or are you just gonna keep talking about it? All this? right, fine, go ahead. Um, I really like that. You Tony know what, said... I'm giving Madeline Blue my most valuable Goomba. Yeah, honestly, that's, she Go defines for it. an entire that's, character in two minutes. That's great. Um, Tony stands up for AJ that he's just a kid. I really like that. Um, and I think that's it. That's all I wanted to say about, to finish up that thought. <laughs> so glad we went all the way back. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> um, okay, if we pulled if we pulled this shit or or that made us go, oh my god, that's us. Now my line happened. The reason this category exists. Oh, I didn't write it down because I knew you wanted to talk about it. In this episode. So can I go first? You go first. She did it. So there's <laughs> Carmela yells, Tony's sleeping. And I think it happens again. But Tony is sleeping and Carmela is screaming on top of her on top of her lungs at her children about something. And then or AJ's, you know, still in bed because he's suspended and she's like, you can't just lay around. Um, and he puts music on and she screams, your father is sleeping on top of her lungs. And I think they recorded Patty Stefanelli saying the line and just put it in the show because for our listeners, our father, our father, our father had a career where he traveled back and forth from New York, but at night. So he had the night shift and he would sleep three, like during the day, three days a week. So as children, we'd come home from school and it would be like, all right, go wake up daddy but it was always like kind of be quiet because you know that's when he slept. So we would wake him up to have dinner. So yeah, we don't want to give our audience the impression that our father slept. Oh like no, 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 no! This was very much his successful career. Um, so it just the how many times has mommy yelled up the stairs? Your father is sleeping. Be quiet! And it's like, do you, can he not hear your voice? Right, <laughs> like, right, like right. it's just it's just so perfect. Um, when AJ says in at the dinner table in his glass, like, yeah, okay. I think I would be afraid to do that. Is this when, when you can't do something and not get punished? Like, yes. Yeah. I just, we, oh my God. It like made me nervous. Um, just talking back when we were suspended. Number one, well, first being of all, suspended. Let's, let's, back <laughs> never. let's make that very clear. You and I would never be suspended. But and then talking back, if you were, I don't know. I like couldn't relate. I was just kind of like, oh my God, this makes me feel so uncomfortable. Um, Livia had a magnifying glass and Nanny had one 
And I think it's the last time I ever held one in my hands. It was orange. Do you remember it? And it had a little, it, 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 wasn't, a little... <laughs> it wasn't straight. It was on a curve. Like, yes. yes. It, and it had the little, the little circle within a circle. Glass. Yeah. Why do I think we everyone remember had that? those. I, I totally associate that with Nanny. And listen, she passed away when I was six. So like, that's a serious memory to have. Yeah, I agree. Well, and, and while we're on that, because I'll give you mine, um, Livia reading the obits, oh. which which many many writers have written about how that's a sign of depression and that's like how she only cares about death. I'm sorry, our parents when there were really newspapers and that was the only way you could before you know obits were published online, everyone read the obits. Like that doesn't strike me as a ooh Livia cares about death and is depressed and has issues. No, Livia is an old woman who just wants to see who died. Yeah, no, I, I'm totally with you. I don't it, think it's it weird to read the obits at all. Maybe it's a Jersey <laughs> thing. Me, I don't know. I mean, maybe. Maybe it is. I don't think so, though. I don't know. It was just... I don't know, but um, I, this, the New York, the Newark riots always makes me think of Daddy because Daddy has stories from memories yeah, of the Newark riots he that he tells us. Um, and he said goots. Yeah, I call you, my son Gugoots. You call Adam Gugoots. So yeah. that was cute. And it was kind of, so this, um, as a reminder to the listeners, this is only my second time watching through. So I'm making a lot of connections I wasn't able to make the first time through. So I didn't I know. Did ma- I did make all these connections my first time. Yeah, okay, sure. So I think, like, I didn't know if Gugoots was like, yeah, you're freaking Gugoots, I hate you. Like, it was so cute when he said it. So now oh. I understand why you call Adam Gugoots. It's like very, it's like a loving Oh, very almost. low. I call him that yeah. all the time. And I know you're just being me. you and being funny and like calling. No, him he says it's word. me all the time too. Like, no, he doesn't. No, no, he doesn't call me. But he says you call me Gagoots. Like I said, what do you like? What do I call you, Adam? He's a like, Gagoots. No, he knows. Oh, I never heard him say that. He turned yeah. three and a half this week. He did, and wow. you're twenty nine and a half. Yep, we have almost the same birthday. 30. Shut up. It's hard. It's a little hard. Do you think Adam's freaking out that he's almost four? I don't. Okay. Um, cannolis. Um, I apologize. I'm sneezing. I'm not it's coughing. Better than anymore, coughing. I'm, having <laughs> I'm having a little sneeze fest. Um, let's go back and forth. All right. Johnny Boy beats up Rocco, and there's a woman in the window with a baby, almost looking like she's going to drop the baby at the window. <laughs> AJ's talking about the horse picture with the psychiatrist. Yeah, so um Yeah, just Okay. What? What? Say what you're gonna say. Well, I see I, I get what you're saying. I, I admit I didn't think that. I, I thought that was more of a, a godfather. Oh but 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 I think you're but right. But isn't the whole thing kind of godfathery? No, I know that's why I think like the, the whole constant... storyline that is gonna happen. Okay, go, you go. I mean, well, listen, this is the end all be all, but Livia knows. That Livia he knows he's going to a psychiatrist. psychiatrist. That's it. I mean, that's, this is that season one, two, half a three. <laughs> I, I my next cannoli is holy shit. AJ told Livia that Tony sees a psychiatrist, I mean, but also when she says he goes <laughs> to talk about his mother and she's just like freaking out. It's really funny. But she's right. Yeah. He, she's not wrong. Yeah. Um, there's yet another mention of Tony selling patio furniture in a quote different life. Yeah. 
we're starting to hear about Janice and that she's a pain in the ass. Um, also in hindsight, so, so we talk, we see Tony talk about his sister too. And you have a note here, but it's, he calls her a wannabe dot head, which is inappropriate, but yes, like she, that's how he views Janice, that she's like mm -hmm. a hippie, like whatever. Um, I, that, which is not even dot. So I don't know what that is. Like, is she, totally is she like, she an idiot, but stupid. yeah, but I kind of, in hindsight, like she also had a really traumatic experience at the carnival. She too could have had the moment of realizing that her dad was in the mafia and like involved in murders and crime. I kind of realized why she left and changed her name. He said that she goes by another name. She's not even soprano. Like I kind of was like, okay. Parvati. Is that what it is? Parvati. Um, Janice, again, I mean, there's, we're getting ahead of ourselves. She's a, she's a, is it a chameleon that blends in and changes with? Yes. Is, she, she, no, I think you're giving her way too much credit. <laughs> she changed. She, I don't sucks. think she cares at all. She I sucks. think. <laughs> you know her 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 reaction i mean she cries and daddy daddy and and i think that's an act the true janice comes out when you see her watching ed sullivan and you can you can tell that she is not faced with this at all it almost reminds me of the beginning of the movie get out do you ever see get out no oh there's a, in the beginning of the movie um one of the main characters hits a deer and has there's no reaction oh God. it's a major foreshadowing that's of who the character crazy. is <laughs> that's that's how janice is to me janice has as, no as, reaction, as a no kid story. when we see her okay yeah but there's so much more to talk about when we get to season two with her interesting um livia says i'd rather smother them with a pillow referring to her children good one very good one um just livia is in fucking sane and it really comes out seeing her as a young woman and mm -hmm. it's like this is not a sign of old age this is not like Livia is just in just a crazy just fucking insane and just awful so yeah she's still gonna be awful spoiler alert <laughs> yeah or or in other words not only is she insane but she's always with the drama another cannoli because yes. tony uses that phrase to refer to many people and johnny boy says it to her and johnny boy I do you think, think he just adopted we... do you think he just adopted it from his dad yeah yeah we do it all the time but yeah oh wait what was the thing that we called our parents after the last episode and asked our mom about and i was right no, oh a, a wackadoo she doesn't say that she calls them a wackadoodle <laughs> but you a 29 year old woman couldn't think you knew wackadoodle but didn't think enough no to go, because I, just to, I think you meant the i think you meant no this. it didn't it was so far off that i didn't put it so together far off, but as doodle. soon as you said it mommy goes no wackadoodle because our mother's smarter than you but it's what she says okay oh my god all right anything oh. else joseph i got a lot of anything else oh jesus um this is the first and only episode directed by a woman miss lorraine ferrara Okay. What do you think about that? What do you think about the show? 85 I... episodes directed by men. Is this a male show? Is this just not? Because it's got it's a, a lot of feminine show. touches to it. No, I don't think it's a male show. Um, what, it's the 90s? 99. It's... I mean, were there a lot of female directors of TV shows being hired by HBO? No. Okay. So I don't think it's the I think it's In just general. the world. 
at the time. Okay. I would agree with that. I, it's a great episode. Um, I have directing candles. Issues. You do. What are they? Huge, a huge one. Um, I really hate the edit of Tony looking at AJ when that had that one fake tear down his eye. Like Carmela's basically listing, you can't play Mario Kart, you can't do this. And Tony kind of looks at him. I guess what we're trying to get is, is that he's disappointed at the fact he's crying. And it's a very, it's clearly a drop from a dropper. It's not a real tear. And I think- Wait, James Gandolfini has a fake tear in James Gand- no, AJ does. I and Tony's even... looking at him and it cuts to AJ with a tear. It, it just, I think it's a very awkward edit and it could have easily been fixed. And I think I blame, I blame so, Lorraine. So another, you blame Lorraine, okay. Another weird edit was- what was with the like Melfi and Tony are talking to each other, then all of a sudden they're in two different outfits in this, it would seems to be the same session. Yeah, I don't, I, I gotta go back to that. I don't know what you're talking about. I think it's the first time we see them in, in the office, and they literally all of a sudden are in two different outfits. Like it was a different scene, but it wasn't a different scene. It was like they, I don't know. It, it's really strange. It's really strange. Um, Tony's tattoo is ugly. We see it really for the first time. It's an ugly green thing on his arm. <laughs> what? What is that though? Uh, we should. Google, I don't know, but it's not real. We should. It's not. No. No shit, because it's. It literally looks like he licked it, it put it on his arm, and then like held on with a real. with a warm cloth. And then yeah. peeled off the plastic and then went to his episode of The Sopranos. Maybe that's what they did. It was, it's so ugly. What is it of? Can we Google it? I'm going to Google. People are going to- Are you click. Google it while I talk about another awful- Okay, go. Edit. What were the flashbacks to Meadow in the car? That's yeah, It was very stupid. Um, it wasn't needed. Like, we, oh. it, it was a great episode. We don't need the- Are you- are you in the, it was stupid. Um, it's also <laughs> just, it's never been done on the show. It's just, it's out of context for how the show works. Um, especially in an episode about flashbacks. If anything, have a five to 10 second flashback of that moment. But that whole cutting in black and white, why is it black and white? Um, but I did love Tony's smile when Carmela says she would never talk to me. Because Carmela, uh, Tony has that over her. Because she did talk to Tony. I really liked Gandolfini's smile. I, I really do too. You have that moment of like, oh, yep. Daddy's yeah, a little girl. <laughs> um, it's a tiger. And I don't know if this is right. But it's someone says his dad and Polly have the same tattoo. Which I don't oh, believe. I think that's established later in Remember When. The episode called Remember When. I do think that's established. Okay, so they all have this ugly tattoo? Yeah, the tiger. No, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> um, okay, Johnny Boy uses a clay pot to beat up the guy. You love when they just grab I shit. love when they grab shit because they never get caught. There's no murder weapon. It's just shit that's lying around. They beat the shit out of each other with it. It's amazing. So this episode for me... That it was the clay pot. It was great. Yeah, you always love that. It's I I I Come think on. they should all just have that special tape that Clemenza 
puts on the gun in in Godfather One when he gives Michael the gun. He said, "Yeah, put special tape on it so there's no uh, fingerprints." And I want to know where the fuck does Clemenza get special tape? <laughs> where the fuck did this special no, tape this come? This is from good. In they, 1940s. It's like um, they don't plan it out. It's like he's not like, "Oh, I'm gonna go." It's just like, "Oh, I'm just I'm worked up. I'm gonna beat the shit out of you now." With this reason number three to fire Lorraine Ferrara, oh. um, the audio dubbing af- after the first flashback in Melfi's office, Gandolfini and Bracco are not speaking, but it's it's an overhead bird's eye shot of they are clearly not speaking. They must have just taken B roll of them and then put dubbed in the audio. It's awful. Wait, that's weird because I think it's right around the same time they changed their clothes. Yeah, whole scene's fucked. It's they fucked got, up. They go <laughs> I don't back like and, it. Oh, they can't go back. He's dead. But oh, they. Joseph. No, but you know when Nancy. Joseph, Marsh- there were two times in our history of our family that I remember having moments of silence for people we never met. And in 1997, we were in La Strada and we found out that Frank Sinatra died. And we sat there in silence and did not speak. And James Gandolfini was the second. Well, like, we literally all sat around. I don't think he died in 1997, but. No, not James Gandolfini, but Frank Sinatra died. No, in Sinatra, I think, died later because I was in high school. And I wasn't in high school in 1997. Yes, you were. <laughs> but only for. No, I gra- no. Yes, you were. Oh, I my graduated God, I grade school in 97. So literally in three months. In the first three months of my. You ready? I think we're both right. Okay, hold on. I'm really sorry about the clicking, but I'm Googling stuff. That clicking is very annoying. Our audience has already turned off the podcast. This is you really want, like, once again for the audience to know I'm right? When did... You can't just Wikipedia Frank Sinatra and see... Oh, son of a... What year? Died in 1998. Thank you. Young Michael B. Jordan makes his uh, maybe debut... But talk about it before they were stars. He's one of the young African American boys who chases Tony. Yes. Um, after he spits on the ground. Yeah. It's Very Michael cool. B. Jordan. Very cool. Um, and once once again, I love to mention Godfather illusions. Um, Johnny had the chance of legitimate business in Nevada. That's what Michael does in two, or wants to do in two. Yes. Yes. So, I think um, that's a nice little nod. So there is a moment where we've seen this before. Tony deflects blame a lot. Um, kind of, we talked about it in this episode where he wants anything to blame his son's behavior on, blah, blah, blah. Um, he says that his business is legitimate and chemical companies are pouring shit into rivers. And he kind of says like, but who cares what I do? There's people doing worse things. Uh, it's just like more of Tony doing this. This is a common theme with him. And Meadow a- did it in, in college too. She talks about Hunter Scangarelli's father. And he's what? in business and he, yeah. Huh. Meadow does the exact same thing. I don't remember the specifics, but she t- talks about Hunter's father. So I had a question for you. I have no idea. The question you're about to ask, I have no idea. So AJ, okay. AJ says, I was praying for something like this. And then they get a flat tire. And then Tony's like, I told you to pick up the nails in the driveway. Like, was there something some symbolism bullshit in there that I missed. Oh, <laughs> why yeah, was, absolutely. Because, but why were there um, nails in the drive? <laughs> because we nailed Jesus to the cross and those represent the nails. The and blood. Jesus, and then he the drank blood the blood and the praying. Jesus. That's what it is. And St. Jude, Saint Jude lost Jude, causes. Right. St. Jude lost causes. <laughs> Judas nails in the coffin. And Judas. The cross. 
it's all yeah you come on you don't know that that's clearly not, okay right. i'm sorry i think we're done with this episode i think i'm done with this episode. i think you're done i'm done and i think christian's done christian's definitely christian done. seems so very irritated he's with us done. today um, he does. <laughs> all, right. all right, everyone. Thank you uh, for analyzing down the neck with us. That's all for us from now. For now, uh, talk to you soon when we discuss season one, episode eight, "The Legend of Tennessee Moltisanti." Great this Christopher is, episode. Yeah. This Where's has been. My all? Where's my all? You done? You done? No, I have. Am I closing? Am I closing? This has been the sibling sit down. Oh, you have to say that. Is that a rule? Yeah, that's the end. <laughs>